0: Hello, Hyperfast Agent Nation. On this episode of the podcast, I am interviewing a power duo. They are best friends turned business partners, uh, one of the top 5% of real estate agents in the ultra-competitive San Francisco Bay Area. They also coach real estate agents on how to find their story, how to brand themselves. Welcome to the show now, get ready to grow
1: hyper fast.
0: All right, welcome to the show, Kenny and Connie. I'm excited to have uh, th- this power team on the HyperFast Agent show today. So thank you for joining us. Thank you
2: for, having, for having, me. having us.
0: Yeah. yeah, and you guys, uh, just so the listeners know, you're coming to us from the uh, Bay Area today, correct?
1: yep San Francisco Bay Area
0: all right well, always great to have West coasters on mm-hmm. and we, we've got a lot of great stuff that uh, you guys are doing some of it you've been doing for a while now some of it is is really new and, and really relevant to what's going on in the country right now so it's gonna be exciting to talk about before we get into that kind of stuff why don't you give our our listeners or our viewers out there that are watching uh, a quick uh, intro about yourself and how you've gotten to where you are today.
2: Sure, yeah. So uh, we are Connie Chung and Kenny Gong and we started our residential sales business primarily in San Francisco. Um, And together we've sold over hundred million in volume. And yeah, and we decided to turn our focus to coaching and training our fellow real estate professionals um, just recently. And we coach now on personal branding, authentic storytelling, and how to build relationships, how to cultivate better relationships. And it's been really exciting. Um, We love this profession. I, I, I personally come from a real estate family. My dad's been a realtor in San Francisco for uh, almost fifty years. So I grew up in the business in many ways, and I've seen how this business, how this profession has has the opportunity to change people's lives in a really dramatic way um, in a really powerful way. It did so for my family and I've seen how how many people my dad helped when he was when, you know in his early days in in, in the industry. and um, yeah, so it just feels really nice to be part of that lineage. And we're now really excited to um, share a lot more about what we do with
0: you all today. Thank you. And uh, how 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 is it uh, growing up with a father, you know, real estate family? Like, did you did you know always know you were going to get into this, or did you try something else first and then come yeah, come, come back to it? Or? Yeah. Well, you know, I uh, so my
2: dad is an agent as well as a developer. So I grew up not understanding what was going on, but just being on a lot of construction sites. (laughs) Um, And so I was just always running around, running around construction sites and primarily all in residential and just kind of seeing that this was a thing that people did. And I never thought that it would be for me at all, but what I did know growing up was that my dad was always there. My dad was always, always there for me. And he was there to drive me to wherever I needed to be. And it just felt like he was a very present father. Um, And my mother was also a very present present parent as well. And so I knew instinctively that real estate created this lifestyle for my family, that we were able to be really present with each other. I never thought it would be for me. I went the social justice route. So I studied ethnic studies at UC Berkeley. Um, I worked as a nonprofit fundraiser at an LGBTQ youth nonprofit in San Francisco. That's actually how Connie and I first met um, as grassroots fundraisers. Connie was, uh, was a fundraiser at an at Asian women's shelter, which is a domestic violence shelter. Um, and so that was our life, you know, sort of in, in, in social justice. Um, and then there was just a moment when, um, Connie first ventured out, uh, she was the first one and, uh, said, I think I want something different. Um, and she chose real estate and then soon after I chose real estate and, uh, yeah, that's how it kind of, it kind of, it wasn't my father that, that got me into real estate. It was actually Connie. <laughs>
0: <Okay>. <laughs> and what, what drove you or, 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 or attracted you to, to get into real estate, Connie?
1: It was a lot of failures that led to getting into into real estate in some ways. I similarly had, like Kenny, had seen sort of how real estate had really empowered my family growing up, even though it was not a field I thought I would ever see myself in. But seeing how my parents as immigrants built some wealth in investing in real estate, When it came down to it and wanting a change in my profession, I I applied for a ton of jobs and being in the nonprofit industry where you're wearing so many hats for very little money, I remember in being in San Francisco, so many of my friends talking about free food and free lunch at their tech startups. And I thought, okay, sign me up. But I applied to so many of them and didn't get hired in any position. I would make it very far, but ultimately wouldn't get the job. And so real estate had always been in the back of my mind. And I thought, you know, let's just give this a try. And I had coffee with a neighbor of mine who is a top agent and just to pick her brain and see what the industry was all about. And she offered to mentor me. And I thought nothing else is panning out. This seems like a great opportunity to learn in the field. And so I took, took it head on. And I remember being really scared because there's no set. Sort of hours or set income, but I remember just a couple like a month in, I was so excited because I had simultaneously been working part time at my nonprofit still for that safety net. But I remember thinking like, wow, I can't wait to finish up my job so I could work in real estate full time because it was just such a dynamic profession and you still wear so many hats. And I learned that I actually got to transfer a lot of the skills from my previous jobs into being a realtor and that really worked to serve us well.
0: How how was the transition for you? Was it were you, were you scared or did it did it happen quickly like describe was, walk us back kind of that first yeah, 6 months or a year or so.
1: Definitely was scared and I knew I was taking a risk at first but once I was in it there's so much talk of like oh you can be a realtor part time but no it's a full time job and I I remember as I was starting off that wow. This is so fun, and it's there's so much to do. You can constantly be working, and I I picked up some momentum early on. And even um, I had heard horror stories. You know, some people don't make a deal and until six months in the industry. Luckily, I did my first within my first month. So I I loved it because it's very people based. It's a lot of interpersonal relationships, and that's what something I really thrive on. And just got to use my skill of being empathetic to really benefit and, and and help people and ultimately that's what makes this industry so fun and challenging at the same time because you hold a lot of people's hopes and dreams but also their biggest fears and anxieties and the troubling part is when there are things that are out of your control and that you that create a lot of stress but really figuring out how to work through that and sort of those kinds of things have really transferred into our practice as coaches and trainers into like, okay, how can we build these stronger mindsets? How can we work through things we don't have control over? How can we manage our inner critic when we don't get a client who signs with us or, you know, how to navigate all of that, as well as the tactical business day-to-day aspect?
0: I I agree. It's, it's a very, very, very uh, tough, tough balance, I think, between the like the kind of logical numbers economic side of it versus the the emotional and you know sometimes the harder to measure kind of side so there's there's a lot going on really? and you're dealing with people and um certainly being able to empathize with them and and see where they're coming from even if it logically is is maybe not quite there like if they're feeling it it's it's real to them right mm-hmm. so uh, you have to you have to have that skill as a real estate agent.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You, know,
0: you, you certainly, uh, from, from what I can tell, seem to have it down. And I know now you're, you're very big into training and teaching other real estate agents mm-hmm. how to tell their story, how to brand themselves. Uh, was, that a, was that a big part? Uh, for for both of you in in growing your business like you know talking about your story your background and and who you are did that did that play a big role in you know the growth of your business Mm
2: -hmm. it's interesting because it's one of those things that for us we always talked about our story but not in a way that felt really deliberate or intentional and I think I think just naturally, both Connie and I are are storytellers, and um, within that empathy, we 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 sort of naturally connect with people by telling stories. And it wasn't until we started coaching that we realized, oh, this is something that not a lot of not every agent does, and not every agent can do or has the skills to be able to do. And so we thought that this was such an opportunity because. It's such a powerful way to create connection with with clients and especially when we're if we're doing talks in front of large groups of people and we want to help people build that trust with us, um, but also to share that that trust that they're building with their clients is also rooted in their connection with clients that's storytelling that's talking about how are you really connecting with people, um, by just showing a little bit about yourself and being vulnerable and being really, um, and, and, and authentic in that kind of way. And so, um, we've, yeah, naturally just did it. And, um, and I think because, especially for me, because I have this lineage with my family, it just made sense that this is how I would talk about how I got into real estate. You know, this is, this is because I can talk about how my dad was able to help many, many Asian American families, Chinese immigrant families break through the cycle of poverty, break through all of these things that they were going through, all of these struggles in the 70s when, when housing discrimination was a very real thing. And, and there were policies set in place that made it legal for landlords and sellers to discriminate. I have that as my lineage. That's my story. That's my history. And so to be able to ha- to be rooted in that, and then talk about how now I can empower my clients to be able to also step on that first that first rung of their own personal wealth, build their first you know rung of generational wealth. Um, And there's that through line um, that became, that was very natural. And so, but we also know that that's just, that's just my story. And everyone's got their own story. Er, Connie's got her own story. Dan, you've got your own story about how you, you know, not only arrived in this real estate world and sort of like the tactical stuff, but also like, what are the actual, what's the meat? What's the actual juicy stuff that actually got you here? And so much of it is around that mindset right? Like it's so much around, like, how did you get over those struggles? How did you, how did you overcome those failures to actually kind of become a stronger, more resilient person to do what you needed to do to get to where you are?
0: Yeah. I mean, my stories uh, got some similarity with, with Connie in that I, I, I thought I would go get a job at a big strategy consulting firm and uh, yeah. kept getting far in the interview rounds, <laughs> but then told no. And, uh, you know, eventually I, I, Figured, well, I'll, I'll try real estate and it, it worked yeah. and it worked really fast. But Except yeah. for the
1: better. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, it wasn't until I, I, you know, banged my head against the wall for, uh, right. for quite some time through that process. Yeah. Um,
2: yeah, and this is what we see across the board. It's like you bang your head against the wall and you're like, Oh my God, what am I going to do? I guess I'll do real estate. You get in real estate. Then you're like, Oh, how do I do this? How do I do this thing? And then you have to get scrappy. Right. And like all of those amazing stories of you getting scrappy, those are like, that's what I want to hear. That's how what people connect to at the end of the day.
0: And, and do you like how do you teach real estate agents to get their story out? Is it uh, like what's what's the, the strategy and the tactics behind you know, teaching real estate agents to do this? It's uh, it's what well, we what we first talk about is just sort of
2: the power of story. You know, we talk about that. We talk about how people can, um, can, how they connect with people. And oftentimes it's through story and and hearing other people's stories so that you can kind of say, oh yeah, I, I get who they are now. And then from that understanding of the power of storytelling, then we dig into, okay, let's talk about for, for our realtor clients, like what is your story? And the way that we primarily talk about it is through character and what makes someone's character. And when we talk about character, like we ask people like, okay, if you're, talk- you're gonna talk about your character, like how would you describe your character? And you know, the number of realtor bios that say like, I've got high integrity, I, I work hard, I- I'm professional. <laughs> like, all of these buzzwords like are wonderful, but they don't mean anything until you actually dig into, okay, what are the stories that illuminate what integrity is for you? And so when we talk about character, there's a few things that we sort of mention. Um, we talk about stories of origin. We talk about stories of motivation. We talk about stories of struggle. We talk about stories of people. And we talk about stories of passions. So it's sort of like, how do you dig into someone's origins, their their struggles, their motivations, that are sort of enlivening, emboldening how they go about their day. And we start from there. And then we translate that into how do we we sort of like take that and turn that into your brand? And how do we translate your authentic life that you're living into an authentic brand? Because those aren't necessarily like easy translations (laughs) for a lot of folks. Um, And so it's thinking about how do we just help people think through the, the, the tactics of like branding, right? But do it in a way that they're infusing their
0: character through these stories that we're, that we're pulling out with people. And what do, what do you think prevents like the average real estate agent from doing this? Because mm-hmm. I've, I've, I've seen it, I've heard from other trainers and coaches and speakers as, as well. And a lot of um, real estate agents you know, they they kind of look like everyone else when in their their profile, their bio, their marketing, etc. So, yeah. uh, like, what do you what do you think is preventing agents from from doing this more, focusing on this more? Yeah.
1: yeah, I think our industry puts a lot of emphasis and stress on numbers and production. You know, selling X amount or do, taking on X amount of listings, and I think it it in focusing on the quantitative the data the stats we sometimes as an industry forget the more qualitative um, aspects of our industry and and the funny thing is our clients they don't stay awake at night thinking about numbers and statistics they think they stay up at night thinking about their hopes and dreams their fears and anxieties and when we can remember that and help us to realize how can we connect with them on that level. Sure, we may be top agents and so many of agents, you know, have really great numbers and have stellar production volume or some may not. And they're kind of wondering, well, how do I stand a chance? And it's really in figuring out where's that trust factor so that I can get folks to really one like me, but also want to work with me. And in remembering the importance of just building trust, that kind of basic human instinct and need, it helps agents to want to put time and realize the need to put time into thinking through what builds trust. And that's showing our character, talking about our values, our challenges, our origins, our our people who motivate us and our passions, because that's what helps to connect with other people and ultimately get them to like and want to work with you.
2: And I think also, you know, one of the big things that prevents people from getting to this point is that they rely on pretty. If you look at even some of the, even some of the pretty good brands that realtors have, they're just like pretty, right? Like they've got the pretty listings, they've got the pretty lifestyle photos, they're really polished and they just look like, you know, they look kind of like a magazine, which is wonderful but I think what people then rely on is that they rely on pretty and they think that that pretty is going to be enough um, for them to build their brand. And for us, it's not about pretty. It's, 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 you know, it's moving from pretty to personal and understanding that yes, pretty is wonderful, but pretty is also like doesn't mean anything because it's also our industry is getting prettier and prettier. It's like, so easy to have a great looking brand these days it's so easy to you've got like canva you know like our our our, our company our, our our brokerage compass makes it so easy to get beautiful lifestyle photos so it's like you know we have all of this access to pretty things but yeah to your point whenever you just focus on the pretty then it just begins to look like everyone else Um, So then for us, it's like, okay, if you really want to differentiate yourself, because at the end of the day, this is about differentiation, right? And you can't rely on pretty to differentiate yourself. And and so it's like, what can you rely on? And one of the interesting things that we've also seen is that people tend to um, rely on competence. They rely on like, okay, what's your personal brand? And they'll say, my personal brand is excellent service, right? And which is which is which is is great and necessary but when you're in hot markets like we are in the bay area like everyone has excellent service. <laughs> excellent service is just like the price of admission um, when it comes to any of these things. So it's like, if you can't rely on pretty and you can't even rely on like competence and excellent service to differentiate yourself, what can you rely on? Then it goes into, okay, let's talk about character because everyone's got a unique character and everyone's got a unique story that they can use to tell their brand or to communicate their brand.
0: And what what do you think that process is for realtors particularly ones that are maybe starting out or i know for you you guys focus on helping people from from backgrounds where they may not have the same opportunities as everyone else like how do how do how do you know those people in those positions uh find a brand or or find their their brand i should say in a way that'll like you know actually work and get them business and 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 help them long term
1: One thing, when I first got in the industry, I always thought I had to be the very traditional, typical realtor that was very salesy and just, and much older because I was young, getting into the industry. And I remember always feeling like, oh, this is like, feels so uncomfortable. And then I remember thinking my mentor shared, there are so many ways to be successful in our industry people can run their realtors can run their business a million different ways and each one be successful in their own way and that's when i came to learn like you know i think i can be myself and when you just own it as and kind of remember and know and feel confident in where you're coming from the skills you bring to the table that's sort of the the grounding seeds and planting seeds of Knowing who you are and really being able to share that with others and realizing that that's actually what helps you connect to other people and to your clientele and to really build the right kind of clientele, people who understand where you're coming from or feel like they are being understood and can trust and want to work with you.
2: And I think specifically when we're talking about, like you had mentioned, we, we do work with a lot of realtors of color. One of the things that we're excited to do is we just launched a race in real estate roundtable, which is a live series, um, that, that brings realtors of color to talk in conversation with each other about race in, in our real estate profession. And a part of, of, of what, what, what is important is to remember that for realtors of color, like our story is so important to share in the specific ways that we've experienced it and and to really you know connie was just was just talking about like being yourself and for us it's also about how do you tell your story specifically as a person of color and as a realtor of color in a way that feels full and in a way that does not ignore that you're a person of color that does not ignore that 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 race may have may have impacted the way that you came of age because I think a lot of realtors like we're all whenever you become a realtor you've already got a whole life that you've already lived to to get to that point so it's like how do we encourage people to then share their story about that about those origins, right? Like we're talking about origins. So what that means is like family origins. For a lot of people, for a lot of realtors of color, they're, you know, they're they're coming from uh, for me, my family is is an immigrant family. And that is very, very sort of crucial to how I how I came of age. So it's talking about that, talking about what the struggles that my family, what what we all went through in order to find our way in America. And, and, and making sure that when we talk about these stories, it's real and it's honest and it's authentic and acknowledging that like me sharing a Chinese immigrant story does not only mean that like Chinese people are going to resonate with that story, but it's just saying like, I'm going to talk about the specific story of my Chinese immigrant family. And what that's going to show is grit. And resilience, and integrity, and incredible hard work, and incredible work ethic, and those are the things that uh, not only am I illustrating by talking about my specific story, so it feels differentiated to me, but those are the specific qualities, the character traits that are going to attract my clientele to me, and and attract the right people to me who are going to resonate with that, and with those and with those qualities.
0: Yeah, I think that's a great point. You know, even even though some people may look at it and think like, Oh, this, this will only connect with, with someone of a similar background. Well, that's, that's not really true. I believe, you know, like, like you pointed out, like there's, there are some great universal principles and, and truths that many, many people will be drawn to. And, and the story really is, is just the vehicle that communicates those universal principles that you, you embody. Mm-hmm. Is that, is that kind of what you're saying? Absolutely.
2: And because that story is going to be different for everyone, that's how you get the differentiation in your branding. And that's how you get a brand that feels different than everyone else's. Even though, yes, you're talking about sort of similar things, but when you say integrity, hard work, and you're not showing what that looks like, then it it doesn't mean anything. But if you're talking about your story, even if you know, even if Dan, if, if in your brand you're talking about hard work, in my brand I'm talking about hard work. We're talking about hard work. But because your story is going to be very different than mine, it's actually going to feel different, and it's going to feel differentiated. And so that's what's exciting about the work that we do, is because when we can when we can help our realtor clients like do this story work then then their their brand their personal brand naturally becomes differentiated from everyone else
0: hey hold that thought for a minute do you want to get my best-selling book the hyperlocal Hyper Fast real estate agent for absolutely free this book has helped tens of thousands of real estate agents And now I want to give it to you for free. All you pay for is the shipping. Look, you can go on Amazon, read all the five-star reviews and pay $14.99. Or you can go to hyperfastfreebook.com and get it for free. All you pay for is the shipping. Again, that's hyperfastfreebook.com. Get your copy today. Again, hyperfastfreebook.com. And I I think you've kind of got a unique vantage point in looking at some of the issues we're facing as a country and, and as realtors today and that, you know, you, you have the immigrant background, your family grew up during a time when discrimination was actually allowed in, in housing by the law, as you mentioned. And, 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 you know, fast forward 30, 40 years uh, to today, uh, things have gotten better for sure, but there's, there's, there's still a lot of issues that need to be addressed. And, and you're hearing a lot of those voices uh, through this uh, round table that mm-hmm you're facilitating, right? Yes. So like, what, what do you think is real estate agents right now? Some of the, the issues for, uh, you know, realtors of color and other backgrounds, mm-hmm. like, like, what are the, the common issues you're seeing? And, and what are the things that you think need to be changed or improved or, 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 or different?
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's such a huge question. And first and foremost, I think that this is, um, it's important to differentiate that what I, how I differentiate it. And, and whenever we talk about these kinds of conversations, it's important to talk from like sort of a personal perspective. Uh, so for me, this is a, the national conversation that we're in right now around police brutality uh, is specifically about talking about black lives And, and I think that's really, really important to remember because whenever we talk about race, we do oftentimes talk about sort of like realtors of color, like as a broad, as a broad rainbow of people. Um, But I think right now it's really important to remember that, like that, that we want to have conversations. I want to have conversations specifically with white realtors and non-black realtors of color. Because I think our experience is going to be very, very different than a black realtor's experience. And so when we talk about uh, being a white realtor or being a non-black realtor of color in this particular time, it's about recognizing that we all come with our privileges to the table and, um, and that our story is very much in a way being made right now around what does it mean to be an ally to the black realtors in our community? And, um, and I think that's what's, you know, we talk a lot about stories and character and that, you know, all, all of these, all of these stories are then stitched to create the tapestry of our lives and to create the tapestry of like our character. And so when it's really, um, this, this conversation that we're in, it's sort of like, it's a story in the making and it's a story about how we as, as, as white realtors and non-black realtors of color, how are we showing up? How are we showing up um, to this conversation about race in a way that um, is just thoughtful and at the end of the day, like, it's about thoughtfulness. And for us, you know, not, you know, we do branding and we do authentic storytelling all around sort of the notion of thoughtfulness. And our, our podcast is called the thoughtful realtor podcast. And, and it's about how are we showing up in a way that feels holistic in a way that feels real and feel in a way that feels honest um, and in a way that brings our whole sort of selves and our whole experience to our profession. Right. And so like, if that's sort of the context of what it means to be a thoughtful realtor, then this conversation that we're having right now as a nation has to also be brought in. And so because I'm not a black realtor, I have to think about, okay, what does this mean to be a, to be, to be an, an Asian realtor in this time? And what it looks like is learning. And it looks like having conversations like this um, specifically within the context of, our profession, right? Cuz it's a little bit uncomfortable and it's a little bit awkward, but that's I think part of it. And part of sort of like this thoughtfulness is kind of getting uncomfortable. So much of what we do when we're pulling out stories with our clients, it's it's going to get comfortable because people have pain. People have hurt, people have trauma when they're talking about their story. And, you know, we, we're not therapists. We're not like life coaches. We're not counselors, but these things come up. And so we talk about like, okay, these are real things. So whatever we're feeling, whatever we're experiencing, let's bring it in and have a conversation about it so that it informs what authenticity looks like in our branding. Um, and I think that is sort of that's the connection right now, and it's and it's a it's a it's an exciting conversation, but but potentially a an uncomfortable one.
0: Yeah, I I I agree with with uh, with you that like these types of conversations, I, I, I think are like people want to want to learn, especially realtors like like myself or 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 others that. Don't have the experience of, of of coming from the perspective of a, a black realtor, right? Right. It, it may be uncomfortable, but yeah. you know, ultimately, like you have to have the conversations if you want yeah. to gain that other per- person's perspective. So, I think it's it's an interesting uh, time for you to to be uh, launching this this roundtable, right? You said you just launched it. We just Did launched it. Yep.
1: Kenny yeah, Kenny came up with the idea maybe two weeks ago Mm -hmm. And, and I remember thinking like, whoa, Kenny, you know, talking about race and racism is so deeply personal for me that, sure, I'd love to talk about it, but I'm also scared and uncomfortable and to take on this round table in a leadership position, that's a lot of weight. But in this role as coaches and educators, so much of it is diving in deep into the uncomfortable and bringing people in that journey with us. And we had our first roundtable last week where we brought into, it's a very kind of conversational, but we also have two guests to do a lot of the talking and sharing of their insights as well as bringing in the audience. And it was so powerful. We didn't know quite what quite to expect, but that it would hopefully bring some movement and it certainly did and we're really excited to see where it goes and the type of types of conversations we'll continue to have um and yeah it's certainly no time like today to be having these conversations in our community where there's so much there's so much still to learn
2: and it's interesting because originally the reason why this all started was because i ran into a stat that only 15% of our realtor com- community, um, according to NAR, is is represented by people of color. It's fifty Is that
0: is that that's like all non-white races basically, or? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. yeah.
2: So it's a pretty jarring number, and when you think about the number of people of color in the U.S. general population, it's the numbers are hard to kind of like always really identify, but it's it's anywhere from 25 to to over 40% of our country, of our, of our general population is represented by people of color. So the, the the disparity is pretty big. And that was sort of what started that, that spurred the initial roundtable. Um, and just thinking about how do we diversify our profession um, in a way that like helps people feel like that, that this can be a profession for them, that people of color feel that this is, can be a profession for them. And um, how do we set them up for success? And this is also the reason why it's also so important is because, like, we know what realtors represent in our communities. In like every single community across the United States, realtors have such a unique position as community leaders. And we help people with like the most pivotal, stressful transactions of, of, of their lives. And oftentimes we're holding their hopes and their aspirations, and we're you know they're coming to us with like all of the cash that they've saved for like years and years and years, and they're saying, "Help me spend this cash." Uh, and so that responsibility is so huge, and because of that, realtors sort of operate in this notion of like community stewardship, right? And realtors have the responsibility of of a community's care and compassion, and so it's so important, especially when communities are feeling like fractured or like overwhelmed or hurt that realtors kind of step up and, and, and take a place as, 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 you know, they're naturally
0: leaders, they're naturally community leaders. So why, why do you think, cause I I, I had no idea of that number before you yeah. threw it out there. Uh, why do you think minority groups are, are underrepresented in, in you know, in the overall realtor picture by, by, you know, maybe, maybe it looks like at least half or 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 more there are, that they're under underrepresented by. Uh, why do you think that is, and and how do you think you know we, we change that?
1: I think it's very complex, and there are certainly many layers to that part of it, institutional part of it, personal. I think in growing up, especially in the immigrant communities, you don't hear about real estate as a profession as much, and And you don't see many realtors who look like you in the field either. So a huge part for us is really believing that representation matters. And when we can see people who look like us, who identify as us in roles um, like realtor or even in management um, for sales managers or even for real estate coaches and trainers, when you see more people who look like you, it makes you believe that it's much more feasible. Uh, But when you don't, it it seems like a whole other world away. So one thing we really encourage in our race in real estate roundtable is how can we build up this pipeline? And what does that look like in terms of Representation, recruitment, mentorship, and really just showing up so that uh, our future generations can see that this is a viable profession and a really powerful and thriving one too.
2: Yeah, you kind of have to. I mean, we we were sort of talking about it earlier today. You kind of have to like stumble into this profession, Um, and and I think just you know, there's so many different factors. A lot of times when it comes down to, uh, you know, there's, there's, there's tie-ins to race, there's tie-ins to, to, to so socioeconomic statuses that, that create conditions where certain communities are, are stumbling onto real estate as a viable profession, more likely than other communities. And that's certainly true. You know, that's certainly true. We, we've seen that across the board. Just across the board, across the nation, that if you don't see potential, if you don't see possibility, then, um, then, then, oftentimes people just don't see it as a as anywhere near a viable poss- a possible for them, a feasible for them.
0: Yeah i i I would agree with you. know, both of you on, on that. That um, you know, somehow, I think these these uh, minority groups uh, need to be made you know, more aware of the opportunity, but, but a lot of people in general don't know about the opportunity in real estate. I certainly didn't. Uh, Sounds like, you know, you know, Connie stumbled upon it sort of like I did. And it's not, it's not an industry or profession that has a very high barrier to entry in terms of like needing to, to have a lot of money or or a lot of education or a lot of connections. Like those things can, potentially help but definitely not required like you you don't have to spend six figures uh, on an education for you don't have to put tons of money or be able to get a a big loan to buy equipment or other other expenses to start right and uh, you don't even really need to have a big network i certainly didn't in
1: the area Mm -hmm.
0: that i that i started in and um so so I, i do think it's it's you know all of those things probably make this uh, a great industry for people that don't have great economic backgrounds to to get into and and it, it seems like it's it's an awareness thing perhaps
2: i think it's part of it and i mean i just like i love this industry i just love this profession because exactly what you're talking about right like it's an, it's a profession that has a low entry to bear a lower barrier to entry and um, You know, I think that it's, there's, in terms of success, I think there's a lot of different, a lot of different things that go into success. Uh, Partially it's, it's, it's luck. It's partially, it's a lot of the privilege, it's the privileges that we come to the table with. Um, Absolutely. All of those things are, are important to acknowledge. And a big part of it is, is scrappiness and like getting gritty and and figuring it out and just being like okay I I don't know anything I don't know what I don't know and I'm just going to figure it out and I'm just going to go for it and also being able to think about like okay then it's like once I've sort of had a couple of steps, like, where can I, where else can I go? Do I want to build a team? Do I want to become a hyper fast agent? Do I want to like, you know, do a ton, a ton, a ton of business um, that's on the, you know, sort of like on the lower volume Or do I want to do like luxury is that, and and if, if I want to do luxury, like these are the steps that I have to take. And so I think in that way, it's also this amazing sort of like fluid industry where you're constantly pivoting and constantly figuring out like, where do I want to go next? What's the next challenge? What's the next? What's the next puzzle to to put together? And I think that also creates this sort of like creativity, right? That that is that just makes this profession so malleable, and um, and the, I think this is why I feel so passionate about like more people of color coming into this industry because it is malleable and you can make it whatever you want it to to be. Um, and there's so much flexibility, so much opportunity that I'm like, yes, this is why. This is why I love it, right? And this is why I know that other people love it too.
0: Yeah, there's certainly a ton of uh, you know unlimited paths to how you can succeed in real estate, and it's it's cool to to see both of you, you know, each each coming from from your own story, like you said, and, and now sharing with others how to do that and creating a a platform where you know other other people uh people of yeah. color can get together to to discuss their stories and and uh, the challenges they see so thank you for that we've, we've got to wrap up now but we uh we always end with our hyper fast round so uh i've only done this one other time with, with two people Because normally <laughs> normally it's, it's just it's just uh one so you guys are the second duo to go through the cool. hyper fast round So you ready. (laughs) Let's do it. She'll she'll go first and then I'll I'll follow up after. All right. Uh, (laughs) What's what's the biggest challenge you two face uh, working together?
1: Well, Kenny and I were friends before we became business partners. And sometimes when we get together, now that we're in COVID and sheltering in our own respective homes, it's different. But sometimes when we would get together, it would be so much fun where we would want to talk about personal things (laughs) and so it would be like okay let's reel it in and get back to business so i would say staying focused on the task at hand instead of what we're going to have for lunch yeah
2: um i think the biggest challenge is is thinking about what's the biggest impact that we want to make and how do we make that impact and that's and there's so many different ways to do it and it's like where are we best going to serve people and serve our clients
0: okay what um, what's your biggest piece of advice to real estate agents uh, right now you know in the, the time period we're facing with the issues we're facing?
1: I would say to own your failures and see them as testaments to your strength and your perseverance and your resilience and that it's okay to talk about them
2: yeah and I think similarly it's like don't worry about getting. Don't worry about getting messy. This is a time to get messy because it's going to be really hard and it's uncomfortable. And being uncomfortable, being being a little bit awkward is the only way to actually like figure out, okay, where do I want to what do I want to say? Right? Like, what do I actually think? And the only way to to really figure that out is to just talk about it um, and to articulate it. And and sometimes that means just making mistakes and messing up.
0: So what's your favorite or, or most used social media platform
1: our most used is certainly Instagram whether it's my favorite or not now I don't know <laughs> sometimes I feel like I spend way too much time and I wonder how productive that time is but it's certainly our most used and and there's always something new to try within it
2: my favorite is TikTok uh, I'm just going to throw it out there <laughs> I love it. It's ridiculous. It's amazing. It's educational. It's insightful. Um, It's silly. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of opportunity, business opportunity there
0: too. I I do too, actually. And I, I'm starting to meet more realtors using it and I've, I've been using it a lot probably the last four or five months, but um, I, I think the platform is, has certainly aged up a little bit compared to like a year ago. So I know, like a year or so ago people were like really knocking it for just just teenagers on there yeah. but but it's it's probably like instagram five or six years ago and it's it is you know a very powerful video editor and app of course but i think another thing that's uh cool about it is it's not as pretty and polished yeah. as yeah. some of the other platforms right. and and i think people crave that because we don't we don't mm-hmm. potentially get enough of that authenticity in society right now
1: yeah. Oh, we'll have to find you on there, Dan.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's just my name, Dan, right. Dan Lesniak. So I'm definitely definitely on there. And uh, I usually make one or two uh, every every day. So I'm, that's I'm, good. I'm
2: oh, it's just so good. They're so fun. <laughs> Do you dance
0: on there, Dan? I, I've maybe done that like two or three total. I don't know. Okay. Not, not <laughs> But uh, a little right. bit. <laughs> So I, I, but I have though a couple of them. What's the biggest uh, business challenge or even mistake that you've made, and and what did you learn from it, or how did you overcome it?
1: I have adopted the "fake it till you make it" mentality ever since I was can remember, Um, and in real estate, sometimes you just got to fake it till you make it. But one time, I remember a client. I think it was my second. Client ever had asked me a question about financing and on the loan side, and I just spewed out an answer that I that um, I did not know the answer to, and then realized, okay, Connie, that's probably not the best way to go. Um, and so I had to quickly reel it in and and then divert to the professional. Um, I don't think it's the biggest mistake I've ever made, but certainly one that happened early on that was a big reminder to be okay to say if I don't know the answer and point to the direction who in which there may be the right answer found
2: my biggest challenge that or biggest mistake I don't see it necessarily as a mistake but it's something that I think about is I just wish I got into real estate earlier yeah (laughs) (laughs) I I don't know it sounds like you can relate Dan I'm sure there are others that are listening that could also relate I'm like I, you know, and I got in pretty early. Like, I think I was—I don't know what I was. It's like 26. So um, I got in fairly relatively early. But I was like, if I just graduated college and just like immediately got to real estate, boom. Wish I'd done that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of people uh, that are successful in anything like have that have that that same answer. And I, th- I think what what you can learn from it, or what people out there listening. Can potentially learn from it is if, if you're not happy with something in your life or think there's a, a better you know path for you like the time to start is, is is now like right now, you know or you know don't don't wait a year yeah. or two you yeah. know do it do it now yeah. uh last last one now uh where do you see yourself in five years from now
1: professionally kenny and i because we've switched our career and run a team that runs our on the field, in the field, client service. And now we're doing a lot of coaching, teaching and training, really hoping that in five years, a lot of our work will be done online. And personally, gosh, hopefully, especially with COVID being over, hopefully traveling the world while while running our online real estate business at the same time.
2: Uh, And for me, I would love to have a coaching space that is specifically for realtors of color, where they can feel that they get support, where they get um, training, where they get mentorship, where they get accountability when it comes to building their business and, um, and building a personal brand that really speaks to who they are. I would, I would love to see that. And, um, and I'm hoping that, you know, these conversations that we're starting, will start to sort of plant the seeds for all of those Um, because yeah, I would just love to see more folks of color in this industry um, thriving, succeeding, more top agents that are realtors of color. Um, And I would love to be a part of, of making that happen.
0: Well, I I would love to, to watch you uh, and and Connie uh, make that happen. Thanks for, being on the show and thanks for what you're doing to advance these conversations, uh, especially in the times we're, we're going through now. So it's, uh, it's, you know, nice to see, uh, top agents focusing time on that. So, you know, I, I appreciate it and I'm sure all of our listeners and and viewers do, and hopefully they can share it with other people that, that need to hear the message before we sign off. Uh, what, what are the best ways for people to get in touch uh, with both of you if they want to reach out about real estate or coaching or just connect with you? What, what, how should they do that?
1: Yeah, they can go to our website, ConnieandKenny.com or send us an email at hello, H-E-L-L-O at Connie, C-O-N-N-I-E-A-N-D-K-E-N-N-Y.com. We're on Instagram at ConnieandKenny. And we also host our weekly podcast, The Thoughtful Realtor.
2: On all on all of your favorite podcast uh,
0: distribution channels, platforms, I don't know what they're called, but <laughs> all right. And you're you're on TikTok as well, correct? We're not any a... of TikTok. Okay. <laughs> not yet, but soon. All right. Well, connect with uh, Connie and, and and Kenny on their website or Instagram. Thanks again for being on the show and. Thank you, everyone, who tuned in to Thanks, Dan. listen and watch. Yeah, thank, thank you so, you so much Dan. for having us. Appreciate it. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the hyper Fat Show. Subscribe to us if you want to make sure you get the latest and greatest hyper Fat Shows. And remember, we love reviews. Reviews help us bring better and better guests, and improve our shows, and give us the good, the bad, and the ugly. We hope you enjoyed the show, and we will see you next time.